Welcome back, everyone. We're here on the Planted Podcast Double Testimony here for episode number five. I remembered wow. this time. Just kidding. Yay. I asked Anna before we started recording which one it was. It's been an ongoing joke that we're horrible at remembering names. We are. I just wrote it down this time. <laughs> That's Andy. Again, we're back here again with another amazing guest. We've got our very own worship leader for Planted Yay. Ministries here in the hot seat. Oli O'Donoghue, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, Oli's shot for Oliver for those people out there uh, that were confused. Oliver O'Donoghue. Oliver O'Donoghue, correct, correct. How you been? Good. I feel very honoured that you called me your very own worship leader. Feels feels nice. Yeah. yeah it's like your little personal pocket worship leader. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have an alarm clock. I don't have an alarm clock. It's just Oli beside my bed with a guitar every morning. <laughs> Why did that That's take it. a turn? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs> All right, well... We'll just jump into it, guys. Um, you know how it goes. Anna, you want to pray? Yeah, before we jump in, um, actually, before we pray, Ollie, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Just what sure. you do? Yeah. Um, as, as we said, my name is Ollie. I am an apprentice carpenter. Um, been doing it for a few years now, and I'll be finishing up um, in a couple of months, actually, which is exciting. Um, I am married to my beautiful wife, Tara. We have a little yes. fur baby called Harley and she's a bit of chaos, um, but it brings a bit of spice into our life, which is fun. Um, yeah. And we live on the Northern beaches and yeah, I don't know. That's it. I play that was music a fun little intro. That was. I got a bit scared there. I thought you were straight up going to tell your address oh, on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Come on down. <laughs> Doors are always open. Thanks, Ollie. Oh, we're so keen to have you. We've been wanting to have Ollie on this podcast for so long. So it's actually been like, I feel like a few years in the making. Mm. So it's really good to finally have you. But let's pray for you before we jump in. We're so keen to hear your testimony, but let's pray for you first. Dear God, thank you for this time. Thank you for your presence with us in this place. Thank you, God, that you are a God that wants to be close to us, that we can worship and that just for some crazy reason which i guess is just your love and your mercy you can find our worship pleasing to you so god we ask that this conversation would bring you glory in that same way we ask you give ollie the words to say and that his testimony would point to you entirely in jesus name amen so we'll just jump into it ollie um would love to hear your testimony and your journey um to come into jesus yeah, so um, I grew up in a Christian household. My my dad is a pastor of a church, so I grew up going to church every week. Um, and yeah, my testimony, I guess, um, is a bit of a journey um, of ups and downs, like a lot of us. Um, I think I think the main part of it started in um, in my early high schooling years. Um, just yeah, I guess growing up as as a pastor's kid, there's sort of a a bit of an expectation for you to, um, yeah, just, I suppose, have it all together in a sense. Um, and I think I wrestled with that a bit uh, growing up and sort of just, um, you know, trying to balance faith with routine and, um, yeah, trying not to slip into just the fact that church was uh, was just what we did as a family every Sunday um, and, you know, dad spoke every Sunday so that that was what we were there for um but yeah I think as I was saying early early in my high school things started to change um I started to grasp sort of a bit more of the world I guess and, and a bit more of an understanding of 
of faith and, and what it actually meant um, to be a Christian myself. Um, I think a lot of my life I was sort of, um, yeah, just getting by on my parents' faith and, and that was sort of my my identity as a Christian. Um, and yeah, um, I think as I started to wrestle with that, I just started to think a bit more deeply about, about what that meant um, throughout high school. Um, and then towards the end of my high school um, career, high school life, um, um, a, co- a few things happened in my personal life which sort of shook a few things up for me. Um, the major one being um, uh, towards the end of high school when my grandfather died pretty unexpectedly. Um, and it sort of threw my world into a bit of um, chaos. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, it was pretty unexpected and sort of the first time in my life where where I was faced with a, a, a very real um, trial. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was, it was a lot for me and I, I think it sort of threw my, my world into a bit of a downward spiral and, and yeah, just turned me, turned me a bit bitter and I just lost a bit of sense of, of, yeah, just, um, my identity and, and where I was, where I was headed and yeah, it just, um, became tough at home, became a bit of a brat kid. Um, I was just tough for my parents and, and all my siblings and, and the people around me and, yeah, I suppose I just sort of became a person that I I knew I wasn't, but also couldn't help myself being. Wow. Um, yeah, and and throughout that time, I was sort of just trying to find a bit of sense of purpose, and I sort of my my life felt like as had gone off the, off the rails, and I was sort of just trying to figure out a way to put it back on because I knew I wasn't in a place that I wanted uh, that I wanted to be. Um, so yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, classic, just trying to, trying to find satisfaction in things of the world, um, in in friendships and relationships. Just trying to, trying to find my identity in in being a person that everyone around me wanted to be, rather than who I knew I was. Um, and yeah, I think eventually that came to a head. Um, yeah, again, towards the end of high school, after a after a good few months, probably around a year of, of that just sort of senselessness. Um, where I was just crying out to God because, you know, obviously it felt natural for me at that point growing up that, you know, God had always been there and a part of part of my life and who I was. Mm. And I think for the first time I really cried out to Him personally in a way that was, like, desperate in a way. And I was just sort of... I just needed needed answers. And, mm. um, yeah, there's, there's a point where... I was just feeling super low and and I was just crying out to God and and um yeah, I don't know, he just there was never really like a a point where everything changed, but there was I think the rely, the knowing sorry, the knowledge that that he was there was what got me through that time. Um yeah, I think I always just had a certainty that that um, that he was there and that was what what um what got me through and I think since then and looking back um you know just realizing that that he is the only thing that can satisfy and he he um is a well of living water to draw from and and everything else in the world is uh, um 
is unimportant if 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 there's no God. Um, and so I think it was just a journey of of me coming to an understanding of that and and um, just realizing that he was the he was the only thing that could satisfy me. And and yeah, I think he yeah just pulled me out of that pit right when I needed. Um, and ever since then, still a journey, but yeah, I'm thankful to him every day. Wow. That's incredible. It's, I just never get tired of hearing like how so many, so many people that like everyone that truly gets to know God is so moved by how like present he is for us. Mm. Like just, I don't know, just getting to hear that he is the same all the time, no matter what we go through that I just imagine like little Ollie just feeling like God is not around. Mm. Like in those times when you were, you just, you know, you called yourself a brat kid. I can't even imagine that. But just knowing that God was there loving you the exact same way and calling you to who you were going to be. Yeah. It's that whole idea, I guess, as well of, you know, that we can feel as far away from him as we want, but he's he's never far away. And, And there's such a... There's just such a security in that, um, even in times of uncertainty, which I think is really comforting. Yeah. I guess since then, why, what is the driving force in you continuing to pursue God? Because I guess, like I said, I can't even imagine what, like that person you described. It's so clear that God's just, he's so present and he's just your top priority. Mm. Yeah, I think, I don't know, he's just so good. Like, you, I think something amazing to me is that we can never fully know everything about God. Like, he's he's indescribable and he, his, just everything about him is so much bigger than, than our minds can comprehend. And so there's always more, um, there's always, we can always go deeper and we can always know more. Um, so part of, Part of my walk since then is just wanting to know more of God, you know. Wow. We just, I think part of part of being a Christian is just having a, like an eager desire to just be more like Jesus. And to be more like Jesus, you need to know Jesus more. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a, just been a journey of just wanting to know, know Christ more and be more like Him. Um, yeah, and as I said, He's just so good. There's no... Like to me, there's just no other way to to live, and and I don't think I don't know. I just I can't. I also can't imagine being back in that situation and and like and yeah, just not knowing what's going on because it's just so clear to me that that he is he is the way, the truth, and the life. And you know, I just want to yeah, I just want to live every day for him. And we also we also have a mission that God calls us to, and and. You know, as Christians, we're not meant to just sit stagnant. Um, mm. We're meant to go out and make disciples, and that's yeah. part of our part of our mission. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm gonna continue living like that. That's amazing. And and during this sort of continuing sort of life in, in Jesus that you have, um, we've really seen you know your connection and your relationship with God when you're worshiping, and you really really praising God in those moments. How, how has your journey been sort of getting into that? Mm. 
Yeah, wow, that's been a journey for sure. I think, so, I started um, on the worship team at church as a pretty young kid, obviously, being pastor's kid, and I learned guitar as a as a younger child as well. I just sort of, at some point early, I think it was pretty early in high school, actually, as like a probably 13-year-old um, into the worship team, eventually um, started leading a church and... I think, I mean, obviously, as a as a kid, it's hard to grasp the the responsibility of a lot of things, um, and obviously now I know the responsibility of leading a congregation is is quite quite big, um, but back then it was sort of you know I had this talent and I could play guitar, and so that's I just brought that to church because again, pastor's kid, um, so that's just what I did, and I think it's just been a, a massive journey for me that um in my in my worship leading um as i sort of like grew up leading and and got it became quite natural to me but it also became again a routine and i think um growing up doing it um every every second week almost i think uh, just became routine and eventually became routine that i that became a bit of a drag um so out of that, when I left school um, and and I was starting to, um, yeah, just try and take my faith on as my own a little bit more and, and I was looking to move churches, um, which was a pretty big, big step. As I was exploring new churches, uh, I obviously stepped down from my role at, at my dad's church um, in the leading capacity and started going to another church there and... It was interesting because it was sort of the first time in, in so many years that I, I wasn't worship leading. And it was sort of weird, but I think it was the perfect timing for me as well. Um, and I don't think I'd be here sitting with you guys today if mm. if it wasn't for God's timing with that. Um, because it just gave me the time to sort of sit and realize that actually I didn't... I don't think I was worshiping God. And I, and I don't cool. think I was worshipping a God that I knew and more a God that I knew about. Wow. Um, and it was a routine. Wow. Um, and so going to this new church was sort of a time of of refreshment where I was able to step back and, and sort of relearn or, or even realise for the first time what it actually meant for me personally to worship. Um, yeah, and just be able to take the time to sit in church and be part of the congregation and have my own personal time with God through worship. And then, yeah, it's just such a such a big time for me where eventually I started serving at that church um, in, in the worship team again. And just coming back to it, I just had this renewed sense of, of what it meant um, for myself to worship, which I think gave me a renewed sense of what it meant to lead others into into the same space that I was in. Mm. Um, because I don't think that as a worship leader, you can truly uh, lead people into a space of worship if you're not in that space of worship yourself. Because mm. um, I think I think people will see through that. Um, and yeah, so... Yeah, as I came back into into that role of, of leading, it was just a new, a new time for me of, of refreshment. Um, and then I actually moved churches again um, and actually pretty quickly joined the worship team there. 
Um, and again, I've, I've been learning more there um, at the church I'm at now um, about what it means to lead people in worship and, and just how powerful it can be when, when um, your, your leadership is, is genuine. Mm. Um, if that makes sense but yeah. yeah so it's been a journey of sort of realizing um that it's uh, uh to an extent it's not about um it's not about me but also yeah the way the way our worship has to be has to be genuine for, for mm. other people to be able to to join in that wow yeah mm. gosh that's so true it's oh it just blows my mind just those those realizations of God truly sees each of our hearts and knows them more than we do. Mm. Like he gets there before we do. He knows like okay, you're not genuine anymore when we might think, "Oh yeah, no, I totally am." But the fact I just I just feel like this is a massive story of grace mm. in that of just he could have just let you keep doing that. Yeah. Because you were bringing people to God. And I'm sure people were blessed by it. But for him to know, like, you're missing out Mm. is just huge. Mm. And to know, like, that it actually, like, I think it's so cool that you said now you actually know how to lead people to worship him. And I remember I'm lucky that I get to sit in a team with Ollie and to, I mean, I'm saying that to the listeners, but Ollie, I'm lucky I get to sit in a team with you because I truly learned so much from you in just your heart for just adoration of God and just a desire for it not to be of yourself but it's so easy like it's such a temptation like that's what sin is for us to try and make like worship about ourselves and not about God so that's that's just beautiful yeah and it's been great to sort of see how you know you're listening to God and following where he's taken you and just for that when when you've been taking that time to sit and mature your relationship with God. He's really been able to speak to you. And when I heard this, it was really, um, when you told me this, you it was really like, wow, God is really working with you and your gift. It was when you, when I asked you, how, oh, how's your music career going? And you told me that, no, I, you've sanctified this gift that God has given you wow. for worship and for his glory. And that was, I was just, I was blown away. So been really encouraging you know seeing your um wisdom on worship be so guided in uh, guided by the lord it's been really really inspiring to see it's been a true testament yeah 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 Yeah, i think um yeah as you said for for a time when i was obviously gifted as a musician and and i was sort of thinking I could make it in the biz and be <laughs> be the biggest pop star. Um, and I was writing all these lovey-dovey songs that was wishy-washy and, and gross. Um, <laughs> Ew, but uh, it was funny because it, it always, something about that always felt like wrong to me. And as soon as I started turning my attention to worship um, and worship writing, there's just, I think God just blessed bless that and and yeah i just think you know god gives us gifts to please him Mm. Mm. and so if we if we try to use our gifts for our own gain and for the world it's it's never going to feel right and Mm. um even just just worship writing and 
and just playing worship just it just came so much more naturally to me that was so clear that yeah this is this is what god is calling me to and this is why he's given me this this gift and i have to use it to give him glory and and was it as simple as one day under like coming to terms with you know what like this is not as satisfying as i thought it would be writing music wishy-washy music Mm. and you know worship music is where it's at um it wasn't as simple as just putting your pen to paper or was it like i'd love to know a bit more about yeah what that what that switch or that realization was like yeah yeah so i'd actually never never tried to write worship before joining the planter team which is which is quite fun um (laughs) but yeah i think and i'm sure we'll talk about this later but part of the reason i love being involved is implanted is that it gives young adults um who are walking in faith an opportunity to walk out their faith Mm. um and it's it's sort of like a practical way to be involved in ministry and and um and that's been massive for me even just being a part of the team for planted is that it's given me opportunity to grow in my faith by giving me um yeah just a space in my life to to um yeah just be living for him and and walking out my faith in that way um and so when i joined the 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 music part of planted um and you know we're talking about songwriting and and sort of doing things like that um and i just started to to play around with it and it yeah just went from there praise god that's crazy god's so cool he just knows what he's doing yeah it's all i look back on on my whole story and and it's just so so clearly all god's timing Mm. nothing to do with with me yeah i mean yeah and you know we don't mean to praise you to be like wow this is so cool ollie but i remember um one meeting at the start of the year where we were talking about a worship night and what the point of it is and how it's so easy to go to a worship night that is about having some experience of God mm-hmm. but the experience never carry carries to the next day or to your actual life and so you're like you said before worshiping a God you know about but you don't know mm-hmm. you're worshiping an experience and you're hungering after a moment but not a relationship mm-hmm. and there's no repentance there's no desire to actually humble ourselves before God and worship him for who he is. Mm. And I remember you just so clearly said the way that you want to lead worship is it for it to be about God, not to be about coming for an experience or coming to hear um, this group play or hear this person speak. It's about meeting with God. And it's, it's precious because you're amongst other Christians, but we should be meeting with God that same way in our own bedrooms, in our mm. own privacy Um, those quiet moments with God and you said that I'm going to misquote you but it was oh it was so good but you said something like worship is the only natural response to recognizing like who God is Mm. Um, and just that that reality of yeah that's the only natural response but if we're not doing that it just hit me of like wow if I'm not doing that I'm not recognizing who God is Mm. I'm making him to be whatever I want. So he's not getting my worship. I'm getting my worship. I'm even designing God to fit around me. But when it's just put that clearly and it just, it, I really grew from that. And I guess I just want to ask you with your 
role implanted. I don't know if you want to share for people to hear more like what you do specifically, but um, what is your goal for, for, yeah, our community of young people, like our own friends, our own selves wanting to come together to worship God? Like, why does that matter? Um, yeah, like I said before, I think um, planted is just like the perfect opportunity for for uh, young people of God to to walk out their faith in a practical way, um, and so I think yeah, practically, I'd love to just create a community of of young worshippers who just want to seek more of God, um, and I'm not sure I can fully grasp exactly what that looks like. Yeah, I think as you're saying, like worship is it 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 goes deeper than our, like our Sunday morning services, um, yeah. and I think that's something important we need to realize is that um, yeah, it's not just singing songs to God. And I think something you touched on a little bit there is like the fact that we we often worship for our own gain, mm. as if we're we we want something from God. Um, or we want a good experience or or a good feeling um, and um, yeah I think that's where where we so often fall short um, because worship is so not about us like we couldn't we couldn't get it more wrong um, and when we when when our worship is is purely for him that's where the power is um, and I actually have this passage open in acts where um, Paul and Silas are, are on their, their mission um, and they actually get thrown in prison for following God and and while they're sitting in the prison I think it's the perfect opportunity for them to start you know like asking God like what's going on and and, and start doubting um, or, or asking asking for things for themselves um, but instead it says they start praying and they start they start singing hymns um, and then the power in their worship in that and in that moment um, creates an earthquake and and the doors of the the prison um, swing open and 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 they're free um, and I think that's the power that that um, that is in in true worship when mm. when we don't worship um, to gain things for ourselves but but we just give all the glory and all the honor um, to God and there's sort of a weird paradox in there where when we when we try and worship to gain for ourselves that's when we gain the least yeah. um, but when we when we worship god because he is worthy and because he deserves it that's um that's when he blesses our worship and i think that um as christians um that that genuine worship um it's so important for that to to flow overflow into into the rest of our lives um there's also there's a passage somewhere in the Bible I forget where, but it talks about how if um, if we don't worship the rocks would cry out yeah. and and that's what I mean when when yeah. I say it's an, it's a natural response because that's actually what creation and mm. and us as a part of creation is actually created to do, yeah. Um, yeah. which is to give give God glory because He's worthy, um, and yeah whatever that looks like whether it's singing praying or or just just living a life of thankfulness um yeah, yeah. that's that's the sort of worship i want to see in young people and in myself yeah. um in the day to day 
Yeah. Oh, man, that is so good. And I guess, obviously, with this ministry being called Planted, it's that's the heart of it, is wanting to be planted in our faith in God, like who He actually is and yeah. worshipping who He actually is and not just about saying that we're Christians. Like we, we talk about Planted, about knowing the one we're known for following, like as Christians, we're known for following Christ, right? Or people just assume that we believe he's God or, you know, and we, we say we do, but actually like if we genuinely believe that God is God and that Jesus is our savior, our worship would be so different if it's not fixated solely on, like you said, what we can get because it makes us God. And, oh, it's just so crazy because, um, you know, you have like, I'm thinking of Psalm 23, how um, it starts off, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Mm. But we put ourselves in this like deficit all the time of God. Like God wants to give of himself, but we don't want who he is. We don't want what he has for us. We want some experience that is temporary, mm. that feels good. And we say, yeah, I'm saying no to the pleasures of the world because I can see that they're temporary. But we say we, say we want more and more of this like, I don't know what it is, just this like temporary relationship that's just a taste of God. We don't want to actually fully know who he is mm. and worship who he is because we lack nothing in him anyway. It's not like, I guess like you were saying, we don't want to worship for our own gain, but in worshiping God, just being in his presence and knowing him as our shepherd, we lack nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny. I think if if god needed our worship like if god needed anything from us he wouldn't be god mm. right so it's it's not like it's not like if we don't worship he's any less god yeah he's not right. dependent on us we're the ones yeah. that are dependent on him exactly exactly yeah. so so if we really grasped the gravity of of um salvation which i don't think we do because if we did i don't think our heads would be together yeah then you know we'd be falling on our faces and uh, in yeah. worship yes yeah. because yeah he he's sufficient he's enough and he's given us all we need already so he doesn't need more from us yeah if you know what i'm saying it, yeah. he just he deserves all of us yeah absolutely wow. absolutely and I, I guess as well at the start, you were saying you have this vision for how we're called to actually go and make disciples. We're, we're not just called to like just sit alone in the corner and, and just worship in singing songs, but our so our lives should be a song. And um, I yeah, that's what we want, I guess, even for this ministry, if that gets to be a part of that, even just in the smallest way, getting to see people actually go and make disciples and worship God and I guess practice being in God's presence in their work, in their studies. Like, that's awesome. And like, that is worship. Mm. Getting to go and tell people in your workplace or in places that you think, oh, it's not the right space. But mm. everyone is designed to worship God, but not everyone even gets the opportunity to, to know him the same way we've been given. Mm. Um, and it's not to say like, one person's given the opportunity and the other isn't. But to know for myself as a Christian, I have what people long for, mm. but I don't worship him enough to care to share it. Yeah. Like it, like it, I think it's just like unfolding in my mind that if I genuinely 
worshipped God, there would be more of a desire of you have to have this. Like you see that I've got something, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Mm. No. Like if I know that God is the one that needs to be worshipped and that we need to worship just out of our own humanness, like wouldn't I share it Mm. with people, not just with Christians, but with with everybody? Mm. Yeah. I think that's also the difference between worshipping a God we know and a God we know about. Mm. Because I think the worshipping a God we know about, that worship is empty because mm. it's just it's just words on a page. Yeah. But yeah. a God who is alive and, and living within us, that's a God we know and that worship is full. Right? Yeah. And I think if your if your worship is is just to gain experience, as soon as all the the lights and the sound and and everything involved maybe on a Sunday in church, all the technology is gone. What's left? And I think that's the mark of, of, of a true worshiper is, if, if you're able to, to be without the lights and and then the sound and all the equipment and still know that Christ is sufficient and mm. and worthy, then that's that's our worship. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Adwait, you and I were talking on the way here about the other day. I was telling Adwait that I just I felt like I just hadn't been spending time with God. He was not my priority. My work and my busyness was, and my stress was really my main focus. And I was driving to the next thing I had to do, and I just flicked on Spotify. And not no hate to, you know, if anyone likes this playlist or if it's made by someone in particular, I don't know. But Spotify suggested Love Coffee, Love Jesus as a playlist. And it just kind of made me mad because it just, like, revealed. <laughs> not the same. Yeah, I know. I was like... In that order too, like, it just revealed this, like, just fake, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, to me, in that moment, it was, like, this hollow, like, empty, I guess almost maybe Western Christianity where I've got my time to have my coffee and my Jesus. And as long as I have my coffee, it's a good day. Adwait was saying to me, like, yeah, if we get our coffee, like, that's what we're desperate for. You were saying I'm uh, so stubborn. You yeah, say, uh, yeah. I was words. just, um, I was just reflecting back on a talk I remembered, and it was basically around this idea that in our lives we are so stubborn about certain things, like to get us going in the day. Like we prioritize and we make time for. You know, I can't get my day started without a coffee, mm. or you know, I need a shower to wake me up. Yeah. And and then you and it's easy to hear like. Oh, and we're all we're all victim to this. Well, I just haven't had time to spend time with God today. Yeah. Oh, it's been a minute. I've just been so busy. You know, we weren't busy to have that shower. We weren't busy to have a coffee. Yeah. And if it's, if and a coffee is not a matter of life and death. A shower yeah. isn't a matter of life and death. But God's gift, God's grace, and time with God is a matter mm. of life and death. Yeah. And so that's what I was saying. It's 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 really funny to hear these sort of taglines of like the slogans of love coffee love jesus same sentence trying to compare it to be the same and to fit the enormousness of god in one sentence mm. yeah. it's just it's just that's not it it's so complacent too like there we were saying there's so many christians who give their lives like literally give their lives for jesus but i won't even give up my coffee time or 
like live my life for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It just it just hit me of like wow. I think it more hit me of I'm so off track in this moment. I desperately need to turn to Jesus. And I guess it was a good thing for me because it it made me realize how empty I am without Jesus. And if that's my attitude, it's totally worth it. Like almost don't even bother pretending to follow Jesus in that moment. Just go have your coffee. That was my heart to myself just saying, but yeah, just how complacent we can be in our worship and in our genuineness to God is huge. I think I think another point quickly on that as well, yeah. which I was just thinking about as you were speaking, Anna. Um, even the labels we put on the word love as as a world, mm. like wow. the fact that love can be in the same sentence as coffee and Jesus, and yeah. and on the same level, mm, mm. And yeah, 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 as a I, worship playlist, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, no, yeah, okay. just a thought. Yeah, uh, wow, it's really yeah. Just touching back on when you when you mentioned about you know um, our song should be our life is like a song of worship in that sense it's almost like when you're just talking about being stripped back all the way to its core like a song stripped back all the way to its words or its core melody it a good song is based on that and if if our life and our journey with god is a testament to that then it should really be in his word Mm. and that should be the core Mm. of our song and Mm. how we should worship him and it yeah yeah. and i think for the longest time like personally speaking for the longest time i only associated worship with singing and praising in that sort of sense and it 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 can it's more broader than that yeah could you touch on that yeah i mean yeah, like I said, it's just our, our worship should be our entire lives because that's what God is deserving mm. of. Mm. And and when we were created, we were created to worship Him and that's, uh, that's our entire lives. Um, and I actually want to touch on this story as well um, about um, a guy called Matt Redman in, mm. in the UK. Um, his, his church... Back in the nineties, went through a stage of, of, um, when their their worship on a Sunday became, sort of, so experiential and and such a big deal that it started to um, create damage to the lives of the Whoa. the church there, um, because the actual the actual um, worship itself, as in as in the the team, became idolized. Wow. Um, and there was almost this pressure. Um, he he talks about how the pressure on him as a worship leader to choose the right songs and and play well became wow. became so overwhelming that the pastor actually decided to make the call to strip back completely the the worship of the church. And and they said that's it. We're not we're not gonna do worship anymore Whoa. at the church because that's what he felt they needed. Um, and it was, and it, and for him, it was this real learning of, um, like I was saying before, when we don't have all all the flashy things of of what worship can be, yeah. what what's left there, yeah, um, yeah, and 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 that boils down to to how our lives, our worship worship to God, because, yeah, and they went through this stage of 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 re relearning that and 
that's when I don't know if you know the song Heart of Worship oh, was written wow. out of that out of that time in that church where um and the opening words um to that song are when the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come. Mm. Um and that just was birthed out of out of this place of of stripping back everything to the point of not even singing songs on a Sunday because because their worship was misguided. Um Wow. And and the beauty that that came out of um redirecting that and, and refocusing their entire lives um to worship. Wow. Um Praise which God. is a really cool story. That's yeah, insane. Well, mm. I think Ollie, this has been fantastic time with you on the podcast hearing the impacts that you know that the lord has had in your life and how you've leaned into him all the way into worshiping him and being in a a work in progress to be an example of what true worship looks like for us Mm. to and you know that's that's really i'm i'm glad that that's happening in your life and Mm. the lord is working in your life like that and um we're so eager to see you share that wisdom through um, God to use you to share that wisdom through Planted. And we're so lucky to have you um, on the team and on this podcast today. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been awesome. Like I said, long time coming and just so blessed to be on this team with you. But yeah, like you said, it's just all for God's glory. Mm. So yeah, praise God for what he's doing in your life. It's just, man, I feel so blessed. I just... We should pump worship music on the way home. Absolutely. (laughs) In the meantime, you guys listening should hit the save button for this podcast because we've got new episodes coming out. Um, We've got more coming out. We're only on number five. Yeah. So stay tuned. um, Hit the heart or save button on whatever streaming platform you're on for this podcast. And we will see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. See you next time.